welcome to the first episode of the Unlikely Duo podcast. My name is Richa. And I'm Kyra. And we started this podcast to share our personal experiences, opinions, interests, and how we deal with life in general from two different backgrounds and perspectives. But Richa and I share very similar morals. Yes, we do. And we are super excited for our first episode. We want to start off by thanking our listeners for tuning in. So let's get to this. Um, firstly, I would like to share how we came together mm-hmm. to do this podcast. Now, as some of you may know, Kyra and I went to high school together, but we were never actually friends. We never really spoke. We did have a few um, friends that were in our circles, but right. me and her were never connected in any way. But we knew each other, like we knew each other existed, we would see each other in the hallways, probably speak, but we never like had a relationship. So after high school, there were years past where we didn't even like see each other, not on social media or anything, but one day I saw her social media and I was like, oh, she looks fun, she looks cute, she looks good, she's doing her thing, let me follow her. So, um... Kyra always posts some interesting stuff. Yes, I post things, and um, Risha would respond to them, and then I end up following her back, and I was like, oh, my God, she looks cute. She looks fun. She's doing her thing. So we kind of linked up, and I previously had a podcast, but it just wasn't the time for me to, you know, put it out at that time. But I did use a picture of it and post it on my um, Instagram story, and Risha commented and was like, oh, my God, you have a podcast. And I told her no, but then she shared with me that she wanted a podcast too. Yes, I did. I mean, I've had, I've posted things previously where I'm asking my followers if they would listen to my Mm -hmm. podcast and majority of the people would say, yes, I would. So I was like, I would feel uncomfortable doing a podcast by myself. Mm -hmm. But for me, the way I saw it, I was like, maybe I should ask her because I feel like she would be a great fit. Yeah. Um, So we got together and did it. Yeah, and we, our first outing since, like, high school, not seeing each other, just talking to each other via DM, we linked up at this spot called Seventh and Grove here in Tampa, and we had a good time. It was, clearly we had two very different perspectives on how that was going to go, because for me, I'm thinking, girl, we about to go get some drinks, we finna turn up, and, you know, just talk a little bit. But Richa felt like, um, this is a business meeting. We need, like, notebooks and paper, and we need to be serious. So it was kind of funny. But it was so much fun. I had, I still had fun, even though we didn't turn up and drink. Yeah. <laughs> I'm just a party animal. Sorry, y'all. And that's okay. That's yeah. what makes us unlikely, right? Yeah. We had a good time, though. We did. We, we shared did. appetizers. We had a few drinks. We shared personal stories. Yeah, we did. We went deep. Yeah, we really did. Yeah. But we want to talk about just some changes from the past 10 years because it's been about 10 or what, 10 years since we graduated? Yeah, almost 11 since we graduated high school. So, what's been going on, Rachel? School, work, that's really it for me. I graduated, um, I was in South Florida at Nova Southeastern for about two years, I wasn't doing very well. I was taking all these pre-med classes as I, that I weren't, wasn't just doing well in. So I had to come back to Tampa, get my GPA, GPA up at HCC, and then I transferred to USF 
um, pick the easiest business degree that I could mm-hmm. and graduated with a finance degree at uh, USF. And then I started working for a CPA and now I'm working at my corporate job and everything's pretty steady at this point. That's good. A lot of my mentality has changed though. So if you thought I was knowing in high school, (laughs) I also thought I was knowing in high school. So get to know me now. I don't think you were, I don't think, I don't remember you saying much or doing anything. I just remember you being like with the SGA folks, but I don't remember you being annoying or nothing. It seemed like you were kind of quiet. I think people that were actually in my classes would probably know more. Oh. Yeah. (laughs) So for me, um, so after high school, I went to college. I went to FAMU for undergrad. I graduated. Um, I became a teacher in Duval County. And then after that, I went to grad school for um, my doctorate. I graduated, and now I am full-time in my career in I'm probably the same old girl from high school, to be honest. Mm. All right, so here's the flow of our show. We'll have content for you guys bi-weekly and interactive posts on our social media pretty consistently. We're going to have staple segments, um, and I'll let you guys know what our staples will be. And then we'll always have a peak and pit of the week. And so um, our first segment is Richa. She'll be bringing you guys Peach's Corner, and she'll explain what that is. And then I will be bringing you guys down in the DMs. So some juicy stuff, hopefully, consistently. All right, so we're also going to have special guests. And, um, you know, different people come and chat with us. So let's hop into it. Okay, so I guess I'll start with Peach's Corner. Mm-hmm. Um, Peach's Corner is a, an Instagram page that I started for... Um, Travel, fashion, food. I traveled a lot last year, so I've been slowly posting some of my favorite places and brief descriptions and attractions, museums, anything that I did while I was traveling. Um, I do have a small amount of content on my page right now. Um, Also in this segment, I plan on having a lot of travel tips, but for today, I'll leave you with a very short pep talk on traveling. Just, I know Kyra and I have talked about this before. She's not so enthused about taking long flights, but Mm -hmm. let me tell you, take that long flight, enjoy all the movies, enjoy the food, enjoy the, like, just enjoy that long flight when you get there, it'll all be worth it. Trust me. Yeah, Richa had to, for real, give me that pep talk because I travel a lot, but I travel domestically because I just, I think I have ADHD, like, I'm over all activities at a certain point. So me being on a plane past, like, four hours is just, it's annoying to me. But I didn't realize that if you're going international, that it's going to be a nicer flight nice food, nice environment, you know, you have good entertainment. So I actually went and got my passport like two weeks ago, and I'm taking a few trips. They are still pretty close. You know, they're not too far, but I'll get there. Okay. <laughs> we'll work your way into it. Yes. Perfect. All right, so we can hop into our peak and pit of the week. Um, My peak this week, there's something good that happened this week. Oh, um, I went and spoke with, um, a class of students um, that are getting their technical certifications. Um, my friend asked me to speak with her students, so I kind of gave them like pep talks and um, answered their questions about how to enter into the healthcare field, how to be professional, 
um, how did I make it through? Because, I mean, I didn't have a silver spoon. It was kind of hard for me to um, get my doctorate and work, but I did have support. So I kind of like just motivated the class and let them know that they can do anything and the sky is the limit. And that was really fun. I really enjoyed that. That's very nice. Yeah. And then my pit, of course, is um, Kobe Bryant passing away, which is devastating. And so I just want to give my condolences to all the families that um, experienced that loss because that's very difficult. It's unbelievable. It really is. And I know a lot of people are like, oh, why are you so upset about a celebrity passing away? And it's just like someone had said it on social media it's that mentality that he left behind yeah. that mamba mentality that always keep going like yeah. i remember like i was just so upset the other day and i was like man like i don't want to feel i don't want to go to the gym yeah, and i was like mm, what would mama do yeah, like just yeah. fucking go so yeah. you know i took my ass to the gym and did what i had to do but you could just got to think about that mentality that he left yeah. behind you know and that's going to keep you going and it's legendary. Like, we basically grew up watching, watching him. him for so sure. it's just completely insane. Yeah. So. My peak of the week was just fitness and me getting, mm -hmm. like, or keeping track with eating healthy and mm -hmm. doing my um, healthy eating and um, going to the gym and stuff. So Yeah, Rita just started online training, and so that's exciting. You we'll bring you that information in another episode. Yeah, it'll be a surprise. So. Hopefully we'll have, you know, my online coach here. Yeah, and <laughs> mine too, because we have the same online coach. So <laughs> shout out to Brittany. All right, so a pit or Kobe is your pit? Yeah, Kobe is definitely my pit. Yeah. All right, so you guys, let's get into our topic this week. We are going to talk about Lori Harvey and Cassie and just millennial dating as a whole. So the topic is millennial dating, but we're kind of using Lori and Cassie to kind of get into it because mm -hmm. they are very unlikely, just like me and Richa. So I guess our first kind of chat is who we date like Lori or Cassie. And when we say date like Lori, we mean open-minded um she's not tied down i mean she might be tied down now with future after they start <laughs> on instagram who knows but you know she's dating multiple people she's having fun whereas cassie got from one very faithful relationship and long relationship straight into another one and now she has a baby and if i'm not mistaken she's engaged as well so Is she i think married? I thought they were married. Oh, my God. If they married, that's crazy. That's I think crazy. they are married. Oh, my goodness. Who crazy. knows, honestly. But I think I am a, um, right now, I'm a Lori Harvey. I'm just having fun. I'm not tied <laughs> down. I would like to be a Cassie, but until I get my whatever Cassie's man name is, then I'll be a Lori. <laughs> I think, well, I'm definitely like Cassie, but I think I've yeah. just been like that my entire life. And it's it has nothing to do with, like, how um they are because mm -hmm. you can date like Lori and still find a guy yeah, yeah like at, end up like Cassie. exactly yeah, sure. but just that low-key um type of loyal vibe yeah. that's what I've kind of always been Okay, so I'm fact-checking, and I believe they are married, okay. and she's already here. Yes, oh my God, this is beautiful paper, but yes, so she's married already, guys. She's so pretty. Yeah, I think I'm a um, Lori, just because, I don't know, I, first of all, my probably most favorite pastime is seriously going on dates. I love dates, but I kind of go on a 
dates with the same people all the time. I don't know. Maybe I just enjoy their company, but I would eventually be a Cassie. And so, yeah. Always end up like Cassie. I know. <laughs> <laughs> all right. So how do we think it, how long it takes to get to know somebody? Honestly, it depends. I think it takes at least a few months, mm-hmm. but within that time, like people can put up on put on a front, yeah, heavy, sure. yeah. and uh, honestly, like a lot of people do, yeah, especially with like, oh, like I'm only talking to you, or oh, like yeah. they'll front about their financial situation oh, or their goodness. job yeah. or yes. their. Whatever. This, yep. They'll always try to make themselves look better. Yep, talking themselves up until you a month down the line and you find out that that wasn't really the case. Yeah. Yeah, it's crazy. How long do you think it takes? Um, I somebody? definitely take think to truly know somebody, it's like a year. You have to go through stuff. Like, because mm-hmm. the first couple months is like you said, it's, but everybody has their representative, I feel like. Even if you don't feel like you're intentionally trying to be somebody else or put on something else. Like, I give the example all the time that I, uh, I allow men to like me really fast. And then I think I end up liking them really fast. But then once I get to know them, I don't like, they aggravate me or you're just not who I thought you were. And so now you think I act different, but it's really you're annoying as hell. But so now, um, now I'm a different person. Now I'm not who I was before because I get irritated when I'm around you. So I just think that it takes, it takes a lot of time. I don't, I don't know, like specific months, but a couple months is not enough to get to know somebody. I think it takes, like, consistency mm-hmm. and dedication mm-hmm. to actually wanting to get to know someone yeah. and wanting to deal with their shit. Yeah, and that's love in general. You got to put in the work. Like, love is not enough. You don't just get to be like, oh, okay, I love him or I love her. Okay, that's there, but then there is action that needs to take place. Yeah, that. and that's the work that yeah. And I feel like I'm not willing to put in that much work. I know you, first of all. So I don't know you that much. So I'm not going my way. So, yeah. I get it. But I feel like during the time where you're getting to know someone, um, especially in the first beginning few months, if there's red flags, pay attention to them. For sure. Yep. Because red flags are... So important. They are, and I used to ignore red flags Me too. all the time. I just used to be like, oh, well, maybe he didn't mean it like that, or maybe I'm thinking too deeply, but no, no. Because I'm still not in my Cassie stage. So clearly, <laughs> those were real red flags. So what's the red flags you think? I was going to let you go first. I think um, <laughs> being too clingy too early is a red flag. Oh, yeah, like, for sure. Yes, I used to convince myself, like, oh, he just liked me that much. Ooh, the, no, girl, he don't. He's crazy. Or he's, he's like, on that insecure. Front. Or he's putting on a front. Yeah. But being too clingy too fast is just, that is a red flag. Something is wrong. I don't know if he don't got nowhere to stay. He don't have to do. He don't have a job. Like, please be busy. Like, don't text me because you at work. Like, how about that? Like, oh, so, for sure. Too clingy, sure. too soon. It's just. And then, uh, to me, it kind of makes it feel like you don't really like me. You just like a situation. Yeah. Because you don't even know me to yeah. want to talk to me so much like this already. Yeah, I've definitely felt like guys that have been too clingy in the beginning, they're the ones that um, just, they know how I am. Yeah. And because I I immediately put off that loyal vibe, that trustworthy oh, yeah. vibe, that, like, that. that's obviously attractive to a lot yeah. of guys, but 
they're not willing to give that shit in return. Yeah. So they see me, they want to laugh that. I've I've been told by like guy friends that have liked me they're like they see you they know what you can offer yeah. and they want to lock that shit down but they don't know how to keep it yeah for sure they a lot of people i'm not gonna say men are kind of like takers as opposed oh yeah to givers. so when we we didn't have this written down guys we do have like a little some notes jotted down but i do want to ask like what are some good signs like we're talking about red flags but i do want to go back and be like okay so what are some positive signs but we can get into that. Ooh. I don't know. When it feels good. Yeah, that's true. A positive sign for me definitely is being able to trust somebody. Yeah. And listen to your gut because your gut's going to tell you whether or not you can trust this person. Um, I know your friends will tell you whether or not they feel like this person's it's like genuine. good for you yeah. or genuine. But reading a genuine person isn't that hard if you're not ignoring the red flags. Right, right. Because I met you that night at 7 The Grove, and I was like, she's genuine. Yeah. I can tell right off the bat yeah. that Same. you were genuine. Yeah. That's but it's, it's hard in the dating world. It is hard. You get infatuated yeah. and shit. It's I know. It's cute. I think that um, one thing that is, like, a good sign to me is when a man, like, clearly listened to what I said and can respond to that. Because I feel like a lot of men nowadays just talk and talk and talk or listen just so they can get back to what they're saying. So a positive fact oh for me gosh, is, like, yes. listen to what I'm saying and being, like, invested in me and not just the situation. So, you know, just throwing that out there, man. Or even, like... You have a conversation today, and then you have a, another conversation a month later, and they bring back stuff yes, that you exactly. said yep. a month prior. I'm like, damn, you actually... And it could be the smallest yep. thing, and it's like, you really paid attention to that small bit yep, of information? Yep. That's crazy. That 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 really gets me. Yeah. I'm like, oh, shit, okay. Because I have experienced me literally telling a man something and then bringing it up a week later. He's like, oh, I didn't know you did that, or I didn't know you had to do that, like... Bitch, I just told you. I, we had this whole fuck? conversation. See, like, now you block, because that's it. <laughs> so, right. Damn, you hit the block button like <laughs> that? That's quick. Because I used to, like, give so many benefit of the doubt or whatever, but at this point, I'm no longer, like, I don't need somebody right now. Like, I'm oh, content yeah. with being by myself. Yeah. So I'm fine with, like, weeding their asses out. Like, all right, you aggravating. Bye. I block people that are aggravating, but it's not, like, if I don't, if I haven't shared a lot of personal information yeah. with you, then I, and you're being annoying to me, I'll block you. Yeah. But if I've like developed a friendship with you, mm -hmm. or you know, just developed exactly, yeah. I'm not gonna block yeah. those people. Child, people get to block all. Day. <laughs> it's a big block party. Over here. It's popping. It's a lot of people. All right. So we also said that being too sexual too soon is a red flag, and we should all be able to agree with that. I would hope. You know what? Depends. I just had one of my close friends. She went on a date with this guy, and he was like just telling her about like his sex escapades and stuff. And she was like, "Is this like?" She came back to me obviously after the date, and she was like, "Is this weird?" And I was like, Hell "Yeah." He, I was like, "That's weird. That's rude." But like, honestly, he may not know that he's doing it. So if you like. Or if you're, like, at least interested in him, at least let him know. And then 
his response will tell you, okay, That's he true. was either wanting to just fuck you or he's completely unaware that he's doing this. Yeah. So See, this is why this is called the unlikely duo podcast. <laughs> because whereas we just like, oh, he probably doesn't know. I should probably explain. I would be like, bro, what the fuck? Like that that would automatically be a turn off to me. But I do appreciate Reach's ability to communicate her feelings where folks where I'm just like, all right, bye. That's yeah. Because maybe he didn't realize that you said the wrong shit right now. Yeah. And people be awkward when they first meet. You just yeah, they don't know what to say. Mind. Yeah. And I, I mean. You know, I told her, I was like, regardless of your response, you haven't invested that much time and effort into this relationship that you have with him. Mm -hmm. So you guys went on probably one or two dates. That's fine. That's yeah. that's okay. But you, you can just leave it yeah, at that. You can leave it at so that was kind of my advice yeah. to her. I was like, no loss. Yeah. And that's what I have to I think that's the reason why I will like cut people off so soon because it's like I don't have no emotional ties to you. I can cut mm. this now before it's the shit start getting toxic. I know we throw that word around so crazy in social yeah, we media. Do. But before the shit get toxic I like to cut it off. But I'm trying to be a little bit better with that. Speaking of social media, uh -huh. how do you think um what do you think about posting your like the person you're dating on social media? So my take on that is me personally, I ain't posting nobody right now because mm. I ain't taking none of them seriously. But I do <laughs> think that, and I have posted my boyfriends, my ex-boyfriends, but I do think that um, if it is somebody genuine and you feel like it's going to last, blah, 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 and there's going to be roses, then okay, post them. And I actually did a poll on my story on Instagram. I, I just asked a simple question. If you were on a first date, would you be mad if the other person posted you? And I'm thinking everybody's going to be like, hell yeah. Da, da, da. But literally, probably like 50 people was like, no, who cares? And I'm like, see, I guess I'd be thinking about things too deeply. See, for so. me, um, if I'm on a date with you, mm -hmm. I think I already like you. And I guess it's okay. But... If we're meeting for the first time or if yeah. this is the second, third, fourth time we're hanging out and you want to post, that's a bit too much. I think that's, that's crazy. That's I think too it's quick, too ludicrous. soon, yeah. too clingy. Yes, I think it's ludicrous. And I also, um, I want to know, like, what the hell is your motive? Like, who are you trying to use me to make? Oh, you know what I'm yes. saying? Like, what you doing? Get me off your damn story. Get yeah. me off your phone. Because it's just like, I just think it's crazy. But a lot of people, men and women, on my um Instagram story felt like it's completely okay. It's not that serious. And I'm just like, okay. That's but if it's happy. not that serious, then I don't know. Yeah. For me, it's like, I don't. I don't even want to be seen with you in public I if I don't know who you are like that. that. So yeah. for you to post me on social media and for you to show that you're associated with me, I'm I'm hard. very like, I'm very closed off with who I associate myself yep, with. Yep. So if I fuck with you, I fuck with you. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> you should see my face when I said yeah. that shit. Because <laughs> yeah. so I, I don't fuck with nobody yeah. like that. Yeah, that's true. Um, I just feel like it has to be some sort of motive for you to put somebody on your damn social media that you just are on the first date with. So, hey. All right, so how we feel about taking advice from other people? And me and Risha have talked about this before. So it's kind of interesting. I feel like this topic. All I say is be careful who you tell your shit to. Yeah. Because some people will act like they're there to help you. Mm -hmm. 
only to either throw it back in your face or talk shit about you to somebody else. So whoever you're telling your shit to, just make sure they're supportive of you and your happiness and you trying to figure shit out. And this is like dating advice, guys, because I know um, that's kind of a touchy subject, whether you want to take dating advice from someone and who you want to take it from. Yeah, I mean, for me, it depends on who I take advice from. There's a very small selective group of um, men and women that I take advice from at this point in my life. Like, I take advice from my older cousins who I'm very close to, and they're married, and I take advice from certain homegirls, but I think at the end of the day, I know who to take advice from and who not to, and I know who to call for certain advice. Like, if I want somebody to be like, girl, hell no, fuck him, then I know who to call. Or if I want somebody to talk me off the ledge and be like, all right, Kyra, think about it, then I'll do that. You know what's really funny? What? I texted my friend a couple weeks ago, and I was like, I'm feeling this way, blah, blah, blah. Um, and she's usually the friend that's going to be like, fuck him, block yeah. him, you don't Dang. need him, you don't need this, you don't need that. She gave me the exact opposite. Dang. And I was like, who the, this bitch just fucking fell into a relationship he's treating her like a goddamn queen and now she's out here giving me this advice when months ago like we're talking oh my god i just throw the whole friend away it's changed like depending on your situation i feel like your advice changes yeah honestly i didn't expect her to do that even though she's happy i get it but She's not the type to be like, okay, like, just because I'm happy right now doesn't mean she's going to be happy with whoever because whatever was happening in that situation, I... I was honestly surprised. Yeah. I I don't think I texted her yet and told her, like, how surprised I was, but I'm going to tell her later. She'll be like... She'll probably know who who it is. Personal dating advice that I could give, I feel like it is to put in the work. If Cause I don't know. I feel like you Miss Block Queen out here trying to say put in the work. (laughs) Okay. Okay. That's if you think that he or she is worth the work. If they aggravate you, they get on your damn nerves. They don't listen. They only care about themselves. Block their ass. And then the one that comes after them, then think about that. But I just think that love is work, and you got to put in the work. And I feel like if you feel like you are meant to be with somebody, or you can be with somebody, but there's barriers in the way then I say that you actively work towards removing those barriers so that you can have your Cassie and we're just using Cassie you know we throwing that around loosely we're not saying that's relationships goals should I don't really even know who she's married to but I'm just saying to put in the work for what you want and my my dating advice would be just to trust your gut intuition is real mm-hmm. um and if you don't trust your gut when you feeling kind of bad, Yeah. trust me, you're going to want, like, yeah. that's going to come and bite you. Yeah, yep. for sure. And as women, for sure, women's intuition is just a real thing. It's real. It's real. It, it I is. I don't know where it comes from, but it is real. So. And everyone that, like, I've just told my intuition to or, like, whatever I was feeling to, mm-hmm. they're, like, always, you always get that, oh, you're crazy, blah, 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 blah whatever. But... They come back and they're like, you were right. You were right, yeah. Bitch, I fucking know. (laughs) We're women. We run the world, so we know. That part. All right, so when you don't use your intuition and you go on a date and it's bad, then what? 
So we're gonna talk about our worst first dates ever. <clears throat> okay. Alright, so who first? Well, we have we both have two stories. Yeah. So you start with your first one. Okay, so my first one <laughs> is the very first date I ever went on in high school. My daddy was finally like, All right, I'll let you go on a date. You gotta come over here, I gotta meet him, blah blah blah. So, um, he ended up taking me to and I don't want it is a part before this that's wild as hell, but I don't want to say it because he might listen and I don't want to trigger him or nothing, but that shit was crazy. But, um, well, if you have him blocked, then it doesn't matter. He, oh, he, <laughs> he Twitter stalked me, uh, and he texted me all, he texted me every fucking day all day since fucking high school. But anyway, um, so I'm sure he'll be listening to this episode. But he took me to Perkins. And back in the day, that was like, it was a restaurant. It wasn't nothing hype to go to, but we were teenagers, so we yeah. were Perkins. And so, um, which is like a breakfast spot, I would think. He decided to order a steak. He decided to eat it with his fingers and put ketchup on it. And then, in addition to eating it with his fingers and putting ketchup on his steak, he decided to um, let me know that he doesn't brush his teeth all the time. He was like, you know, some days when you forget to brush your teeth, blah, blah, blah. Like, while he's digging in his teeth That's to get the steak out. And I'm like, no, I don't know on days when I don't remember to brush my teeth. Like, that's nasty as hell. So, and meanwhile, this is the beginning of the day because we still have to go to the movies. So, I'm like, oh, God. This and you get to sit next to stink breath? Yes. It's stink, okay. ketchup, steak breath. Like, I'm already repulsed. And so we end up going to the You couldn't call your dad? I should have. I should have called my dad right <laughs> then. And no, my daddy, he probably was outside waiting anyway, because oh, sure. that's just kind of bad he is. But so we end up getting to the movies with the veterans, and uh, we're sitting there waiting. I wish I could remember what movie we were seeing, but I can't. But we're sitting there waiting. The lights are still on. People still coming in. And I had my feet up on the back of the chair in front of me. And he going to look down and say, oh, you ain't got no knees. And bust out laughing. Like, okay, bitch, is this a date? Like That's you... fucked up. Exactly. Not appropriate. Like that was my worst first date ever. It's rude as so hell. I had to get the hell out of his goddamn car. It was You don't have toothpaste. Exactly. <laughs> I was right. You don't have toothpaste. I don't have knees, so we both without the teeth. So that was my worst first date ever. Shit. Shit. My My worst first date was fairly recent it was about a year ago mm-hmm. and um I was on a girl's trip in Atlanta and I felt bad because I, I I know he's gonna listen to this or he might listen to it but shout out to the A I love my girls in I we, we all love Atlanta <laughs> who doesn't love Atlanta um so he had picked me up from the place that we were staying and his initial his initial um, plan was to take me to this one area, but he ended mm-hmm. up taking me to somewhere that was like five minutes from where I was at. Mm-hmm. And it was in Midtown. And um, two minutes into like our date, he pulls up to a parking garage and I was like, I made a little joke because be- beforehand, like we would have this banter between us. Mm-hmm. And it was like normal banter, you know, like whatever. But... Two minutes in the day, I'm like, oh, like, is this where you're you're taking me to kill me? And he made a rape joke. He was like, this is where I'm taking you to rape you. That's and I was just like, are you, like, are you kidding me? Like, did this really just happen? And, like, I know him. 
mm. now, a year later, I'm I, like, I don't talk to him often. And I have told him, like, this is what made me uncomfortable on our mm. first date. He was like, that's not me. Like, I'm sorry. Like, I didn't mean to, like, come off that way. And I know he meant that from his heart. And I know, like, he's not that person. Yeah. But I also, like I was saying before, sometimes guys are not aware of what they're yeah, doing or true. how they're saying or how they come off. So I told him, I was like, this is why this date was not so great for me. Trash as hell. It wasn't trash. Like, okay. he, I, <laughs> I don't, I don't want to say he's it's trash just because, like, I do think he's a good person. He's a nice yeah. guy. And, you know, all of those things but he just wasn't for me and that yeah. comment definitely turned me off on a first date what did he say when you told him that he apologized oh. and he was like i didn't even like realize that i i did that mm -hmm. and I, you know i figured yeah. that because I, you know just talking to him like and just actually having like other deeper conversations with him yeah. prior to like that first date i knew he wasn't like a piece of shit yeah but that really, like, turned me off. And I, I know he, like, he's learned from it. Yeah. And There's... the world is, like, more recently aware. Like, we are so aware. We, it's a lot of stuff you just don't say anymore. Yeah. That used to be okay back in the day. And some people haven't evolved yet. So I guess that was, like, a learning curve. Yeah. Definitely. Right? Yeah. So my second worst first date ever was in undergrad at this point. I was I was in Tallahassee, but this date was in Tampa or whatever. Yeah, it must have been like a summer or something. I was back home. And so I was dating this dude, and, like, I would be able to go see him whenever. He'll come get me whenever, all, any time of day, just free will. So Wait, so this wasn't a first date? Okay, no, so this wasn't a first date, right? Okay. So, this wasn't a first date. <laughs> so yeah, it wasn't. Well, this is one of my worst dates ever. So it's just... What happened, I wouldn't have expected because he was just always kind of like at my beck and call whenever. So we were at clingy. the movies this particular Red not flag. Not clingy, but just like. Always available. Regular. Red flag. Yeah, well, yeah. <laughs> right. So that is a red flag. So it's crazy that this happened. So we are at the movies and I love the movies, y'all. So yes, my dates be at movies. So we're <laughs> at the movies and we are standing in line to get popcorn. And it is a family, a man, a woman, and like. Two little, two kids, like, staring at us. Like, literally, probably five feet away from us, just staring. I'm like, what the fuck is their problem? And so, he acting like he don't see the shit. And I'm just like, well, this is strange as fuck. So, uh, we walked in off from the counter. We got our popcorn and drinks, whatever. And I hear the lady say, that is not his wife. He has a wife. Fuck! And, like, all of the kids and the men are, like, staring at us. Shut walk away. the fuck and up. And the girl, yes. And I'm like, what the fuck? And he's still acting like he don't see this. That's literally, crazy. these people, I could have reached out and touched these people. That's how close they are. Oh, my God. So, I'm just so, I get home. I'm telling my cousin, like, girl, did this, this happen, whatever. And she like, well, let's look him up on Facebook. So we ended up looking him up on Facebook. The motherfucker was married. Get out. Married with kids, a get whole out. house. The house literally had a white picket fence around it. You about to get a get this house burnt the fuck like, down. what the fuck? And so I'm young at this time, y'all. So I decided to come at this woman, his wife as a woman, child. That lady wanted to beat my ass. I messaged her on Facebook, and I'm like, I think it's something you should know. Child, she cussed my ass out. She wanted to fight and everything. So she from knew. that moment on, she knew. I ain't never came to nobody else as a woman. But it's just so crazy. Like, how were you just able to leave whenever to come see me, and you got a whole wife? And you know what's crazy? I didn't think about this before. He told me, because I had never been to his house. We would always, like, go 
places and go on dates. I never chilled with him. Yeah. And he told me it's because he lived with his aunt and uncle, and his aunt's girlfriend was a nudist, and the bitch was always walking around naked. And that's what he told me why I could never go to his house. These red These friends. intricate lies just... <sighs> they just be so in-depth. Like, all of that, for what? Oh, yeah. Intricate yeah. as fuck. Just ridiculous. Who could even come up with that shit? I would just be like, oh, no, nah, you can't slide. Like, I don't got time for that kind of stuff. So, yeah. Okay. That was my one of my other ridiculous dates. Yeah, I um, another one? I, it's not a first date story. Mm-hmm. It's just something that turned me off on someone. Mm-hmm. Like, he was cool. We were talking, whatever. And then, like, something happened at work, and he does work with children. And, um something like one of the children got hurt mm-hmm. and it was on behalf of another adult at the school oh and uh, he was rightfully upset about it and I completely understand why like a child beating her is just mm-hmm. an awful thing yep. but what turned me off about this was it completely like made him shut down for like the weekend Dang. Like, it happened on a or Thursday or Friday, and then he had, like, an exam or something that he needed to take on mm-hmm. that Saturday, and he was so upset that he missed it. And for me, it's like, I, I understand being upset, but the show goes on. Right. You gotta, you keep have talking. to keep yeah. going. Yeah. You can't let shit like that consume you so much to the point where it's affecting the daily things that you have to yeah. do. I want to that was triggering for him in some way. Like, if he had some type of childhood trauma. I mean, it might have been, and I'm not sure. I just didn't yeah. want... I don't want to deal with someone that um, is incapable of Continuing talking on. about something yeah. and then letting... Not letting it go, but, like, not letting it affect everything else that's yeah. going on in your life. Yeah. That's positive, because yeah. that's... This is just not a healthy way to deal with yeah, it. So right. that's not the man for me. Yeah, that's so. true. I would be okay with a man like that if I were able to help him or, like, suggest some type of therapies or something like that because people go through things. But, yeah, it can't. I mean, hell, it does consume some people, but I understand I want to be in a relationship with somebody who's allowing events to consume them because that could be draining for you. I mean, sure. it's not even that it's, so I'm I'm a very understanding person. Yeah. Like I'm very emotional, very understanding. Like if you're emotional, like I I get it. But to have it affect your daily life and things that you need to do that are important, you don't let that happen. Yeah. So like, what are you gonna do? Like you're sad from work. You let's say we're married with kids. You you forgot to pick up the kids. Like oh, it's just yeah, not. You have to go on with your daily life. Yeah, you do. You gotta work through it. Yeah. That's one of the things. You can't stop your life. All right, let's get into our pet peeves. So, I know my biggest pet peeve is, is passive aggression. I cannot stand passive aggressive people. I feel like if you have some shit to say, you need to say it. I cannot stand somebody who just, like, let their actions speak for them instead of coming straight forward because that that's just annoying to me. Like, I would rather communicate and talk it out and work it out as opposed to you moping around or you saying like beating around the bush instead of just getting straight to the point or saying slick shit and and I literally don't know what offended you or why you feel this kind of way 
So passive aggression, I cannot date a, pa- a passive aggression man. Some people just be be seeing slick shit because they're not happy with themselves. Yeah, that's so they gotta true. say some slick shit about you. Yeah, that's true. So yeah. yep. you don't want to be with that man. Fuck that. I need me an alpha male who is down to say whatever he gotta say. There you Daddy. go. <laughs> <laughs> okay, <laughs> that's where we're going with that. <laughs> um, <laughs> did we put that? It, we're on pet peeves? Uh-huh. Oh, okay. So, <laughs> my pet pe- one of my pet peeves was, like, being racist or homophobic, but this is oh, yeah. definitely a red flag for me. Um, so, for those who of you who don't know, I'm Indian, and I was born and raised in Tampa. Um, the reason I bring up racism is because I've told guys about my exes who were black, um, or even certain situations, I've told guys about you know, my exes or whatever. And I've had some guys tell me, oh, like, you know, you can't bring that home to your parents. And just like, to me, when people say things like that, it makes me feel like they're closed off to being open-minded about dating outside their race. And for me, I look at that and I'm like, okay, this person was raised by parents who were like that. And this person like, I don't want to raise my kids like that, so I don't want to be associated or I don't want to deal with this type of yeah, person. Mm-hmm. And I know I think of it that way, and it's, like, pretty deep way of thinking, but Especially shit like that does get yeah. deep for me. Yeah. Um, I've also had guys, like, stop talking to me because they find out, like, my ex was black or what? my exes were black. And it's not even, like, just... I, I know there's been one Indian guy, but there's also been, like, a Hispanic guy and I think a white guy, too. Like, it's just, it's, it's things like that that may not be so blatant and upfront in right, the beginning right. that that's, once people get, yeah, and once people get, like, more comfortable with you, that's when that slick shit, like, Start flies and it's, out, like, yeah. chill, like, yeah, no, that's, that's not okay. That's crazy. It is crazy. And there's, I mean... It's something that I've dealt with, mm-hmm. and it's, like, hard for me because it's, like, damn, like, I can't believe this person is really like that. Right, but, yeah. what, like, I can obviously say something to them and be, uh-huh. like, that's not cool, that's not okay, but, like, at the end of the day, like, if they start arguing with, with me, that's when I know it's game yeah. over. That's when I know, like, they're not even open-minded. Even, like, things, like, same goes for, like, being homophobic. Yeah, it's like, real. what do you have against this guy? Like, he's not trying to, like, kiss you. He's not yeah. flirting with you. Like, yeah. I can understand if, like, someone's flirting with you and, like, you're like, oh, no, like, I'm whatever. Right. And they keep doing it. Right. Then you can get annoyed. But that's, yeah. like, usually never yeah. the case, right? It's just, like, when guys approach us and they're being overly, like, flirtatious yeah. or just overly in our face, is it, it is annoying. Yeah. So, <laughs> When a when a gay guy does that to yeah. you, now you know how we feel yeah, when you all do true. that to us. But I think homophobic men love to throw around. Oh, he trying to talk to me. First of all, when has it ever been like for real? For the case, I feel like people yeah. throw that shit around as an excuse to be homophobic. So yeah, racism and homophobia, you gotta get involved. Get the fuck out. All right, guys, we are about to jump into my segment called Down in the DM. And if you follow me on Instagram or Twitter, you know that I'm always, like, posting 
screenshots or whatever of like my text messages because I feel like y'all look at this shit such and such sent me or in my DMs like I have calmed down a lot with like because I, I don't show who posted it but I just like y'all look at what the hell was in my phone so I think this would be a great segment and so and so um this time I'm just going to read a question that someone asked me in my DM especially because it kind of goes with this topic um, this individual said, just moved here from Pakistan and I struggle with women. Any advice? <laughs> and so my advice to this individual who is extremely handsome ladies. So he has this nice beard. He fine. So he shouldn't have any, <laughs> he shouldn't have any troubles getting women. But I think that, um, some advice that I have for you is if you, Know who you want to talk to. You know who you're interested in. If whether you work with her, she's a neighbor or something like that. I think that you should get to know her, like authentically. Study her, what she likes, what she doesn't like. Um, figure out what kind of flowers she likes, and maybe send them to her, and then ask her out on a date. And then plan a date that's like seriously, genuinely her. Like if she loves museums or she loves to paint, you can take her to a painting step or to a museum or something like that that's like her not a generic date i think that'll really help you with bagging your girl generic dates are generic dates can be cool because you might end up going there and really liking him but if you really like set the bar high and be like i know that you love glass blowing so we're going glass blowing oh that's fun Ah, that would be so cute. so cute. Oh my gosh, are you trying to court me? Uh, <laughs> so, guy from Pakistan, that is what you need to do. All right, boom. And then, um, don't be cheap. I'm not saying blow a bag. I'm just saying don't be cheap. You be thoughtful. Be mindful. Out, be thoughtful. Be mindful. Have your coins ready or your credit card. Also, be yourself. I don't know about you, but like, for me, I'm definitely my like hundred thousand percent myself during that talking stage that dating stage I honestly don't know how to be not myself because I don't care enough about somebody else to not be myself I think that I am myself but I have so many layers of who I am that I end up being like way more comfortable um expressing way more things um like I told you I feel like I have a speech impediment so I think that when I first go on a date I know everybody people like outsiders who aren't family feel like I don't hear it but my family be like girl what did you just say so I try to like I don't know I feel like I kind of talk a little bit different until I get like comfortable and then I'm like talking how I normally talk. Like, I don't know. I am my authentic self, but I have so many, like, layers to who I am that the more I get to know somebody, then the more comfortable I get. So, but I'm not putting on, like, I'm not faking to be anyone else. So. Yeah. Yeah. So, because you feel like you have a speech impediment, do you feel like you, like, texting, sorry, texting more than you, like, being on the phone? Oh, yes. Please text me. Look, do not be, first of all, do not just straight up call me when you get my number and do not just straight up FaceTime me either. Those are things that come with breaking down my layers and then we can have phone conversations, we can FaceTime all the time, but 
from the beginning of the dating stage in the morning, you need an appointment, boo. And then, um, don't call me because I feel like I'm very insecure about my voice, which is ironic because I got a podcast. <laughs> See, I'm the complete opposite. Yeah. I would rather have a phone call with you than for you to text me mm-hmm. all day. I feel like texting is annoying. It's boring. I don't even like texting my friends anymore. <laughs> my online coach, Brittany, texts me all fucking day. Yeah, and does. dear God, I love her, but... That's just annoying. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Sometimes she does voice memos, but yeah. I'm just like, no. Like I was telling my friend the other day, 30 minutes talking to him is more valuable to me than someone who's asking me what I'm doing all day. Yeah. So we'll have a 30 minute conversation. He's a busy fucking guy. Like he yeah. has businesses to run. He he's doing his thing. He's busy as fuck. But he's still able to spend 30 minutes to talk to me. Yeah. And that's more valuable to me than just someone who's texting me what are you doing what are you doing what are you yeah, doing don't what you're doing, what you're doing me now we're gonna we're gonna text and we're gonna have a good conversation but you are not finna what you're doing me all day and all night no I feel like that also correlates to, like, my maturity level now. I feel like when I was younger, I used to like texting a lot yeah. more. But now that I'm, like, older and mature, there's shit to talk about. Yeah, that's true. I just, I don't know. <laughs> I don't really care about my voice, so do not just call me off. I don't, I don't, I like your voice, so. Well, thank you, girl, I don't. All right, so what type of men do we like? I'm basic. I like them taller than me, and I like them darker than me, and I like them <laughs> handsome. <laughs> That's the same. You can be Indian darker than me. You can be Hispanic darker than me. You can be black darker than me. It just, it doesn't matter to me. Yeah. Just, I haven't I like dated outside my race, but I do like them tall, dark, and handsome. <laughs> I'm not open to all things, you know. I'm not ignorant. So what are you looking for? Um, well, I'm currently not looking for anything. But yeah, same. the man that i'll marry he'll probably he'll be an alpha male he'll be a hard worker and a provider he'll be sensitive but like in the house like everybody wouldn't know that <laughs> like, outside they'd be like girl what we will play yeah but in the true. house he'll be like very sensitive and stuff um somebody who is passionate about whatever it is that he does because passion is so attractive to me me too yeah. um i don't know a family man always who doesn't mind, like, providing and protecting his household. And, you know, sweet, fun, athletic. Yeah. <laughs> that's what... I feel like I need one that's, A, too busy for bullshit. Yeah. I want someone ambitious, understanding, loyal, honest. Um, someone that's adaptable, because I don't want to live a life with my husband that's routine. I feel like a lot of um, marriages hit issues when things get routine, but who knows. Um, I'm not saying all marriages are like that, but I just want to be with someone who is continuously looking to change and grow and also not outgrow me at the same time. And honestly, like, I feel like my dad has set such a great example of what kind of man mm-hmm. I would want. My dad is really self-sufficient, so he's definitely not a mama's boy like half y'all dudes are out there right now. Yeah. <laughs> my dad doesn't make excuses. He doesn't complain. He's respectful, which I feel like in turn gets him a lot of respect. Right, yeah. Um, I'm always being told by people like how lucky I am to have yeah, him as my too. dad. Yeah. So that's, like, always nice to hear that he's not only like this with me, but he's like this to other people as well. 
And I mean, my dad just loves me so much. Yeah. So that's like my dad. My dad is first of all, he's like everybody daddy. Like he only have <laughs> me and my sister Kobe, but it's like everybody's like Uncle Kyle, Uncle Kyle, Uncle Kyle. Yeah. Like, just because he is reliable, they can. My cousins and my family just know if it's anybody they could count on, it's my daddy. Yeah. Like Same. he just is amazing. He I don't have to ask for nothing. I he could just know that there is a need, and then I'll just have it. But he like that with me and my mom and my um sister like we he just he is an amazing dad and so i think this is we are dead us into our unlikely opinion of the week that our daddies made it hard for us today yeah our dads definitely made it hard for us today we're spoiled yes we yep. i come home to something new like every day it is something meaningful because he obviously knew that i needed it yeah yep you did. Uh, you came home to something last I night. Know. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I know. I was dieting and exercising to get my act together. He bought me this dope ass um like lunch backpack thing so that I can always make sure I'm meal prepped. I guess he didn't like me carrying my gallon around. Just like, All right, now you a lady, you're not gonna do that. That's cute. So he bought me a cute little thing to have my gallon of water in. So yeah, our unlikely opinion this week is that our daddies made it hard and y'all need to step it up. Step it the fuck up. Please. Thank you. All right. We got any more? No, I think that's it. I think that wraps up our first episode. Um, We definitely want to thank you guys for listening, and we'd love to have you guys like, share, comment, use our hashtag, um, give us some feedback. Yes. Um, If you do want to be a part of any of our episodes, we'd love to collab with you. We'd love to support our local businesses. and. Yep. People. Entrepreneurs, whatever you got going on. Our hashtag is hashtag the duo podcast. Um, look it up, follow our Instagram and Twitter, and we'll leave some info in the comments for you guys so you can keep up with all that we have going on and all of our conversations throughout the week. And of course, we'll have more fun, more life, more culture brought to you by Reach's Corner and some popping hot tea or advice from down in the DM with Kyra. Bye. Bye.